Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 7 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Marion. And today we are joined by our first ever guests. We've got my brother Sheldon Marion and his lovely girlfriend Shelby. Good day, guys. Thanks for having us. Also here, we got uh, Courtney, who is always on the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm a co-host, actually. Oh, didn't want to mess that up. <laughs> so uh, we got our first guest in here today, and uh, I'm kind of, I want to bring a lot of guests in here and just talk to people, and I thought, what better way? And my first guest is my brother. He's got his own podcast anyway, so he's uh, already used to talking on the microphone. So uh, I just want to ask you the first question. When was the first time you got drunk? Oh, <laughs> pretty young. <laughs> oh, shit. Seriously, it was probably from stealing dad's beer or something like that and just walking away with it and taking one too many sips. To be honest with you, it was probably like five or six. Who knows? <laughs> that was pretty young. Uh, what about you, Shelby? When was the first time you got drunk? Mom, Dad, if you're listening to this, turn it off now. Um, but one time when I was little, I was probably like oh, five or six years old. We were out camping. My uncle was always drinking beers all the time out camping. He set them down on top of the picnic table. So I made myself a little hidey hole underneath the picnic table. Every time he sat them down, I'd reach up, grab it, drink it. <laughs> He'd start running around cursing that he couldn't find his beer. He sat down. All of a sudden, my dad comes, finds me, just like passed out on the picnic table, sitting <laughs> by empty beer cans. <laughs> I can remember, like, I can remember getting my dad a beer and always, you'd always open it, take a sip, give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first time I really got drunk, I was 15 and I drank eight Budweiser's. I was out camping at Charlie Lake and I threw up all over the place. It was disgusting. I can remember. I just always remember it still. Yeah. What about you? I have honestly been drunk so many fucking times in my life, I can't remember. I, I have a feeling it was, I have a sister who's about eight years older than me, and I'm pretty sure it was at her, one of her old, old apartment, so she probably would have been like 20, so I would have been like 12 or 13, and I drank with all her and her friends, and they were fucking bar starring, up, starring it up and going, like, get ready to go out and shit. Pretty sure I just got shit-faced on those fucking nasty-ass Vex coolers that, like, passed out on her couch. <laughs> that sounds familiar-ish, but honestly... Pretty young. Too young to be fucking getting out, getting on the piss. Too young to be drinking, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> even as kids, mom would go uptown or whatever, and we get into the liquor cabin. Like, I'd be like 12 years old <laughs> yeah. drinking. I didn't think anything of it. It was fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. You never didn't, like, think it was, it was kind of like, oh, we're cool. Let's go take a little bit of each bottle. They'll never know. The oh, no, I just swigged it. Like, it. Like, it I just remember one time when I was little, my parents had this stuff called moose milk, and it was kind of like a mudslide oh. or something, I think, just like a creamy liquor. And I saw it, and I was like, moose milk? Who the hell milked a moose? And I grabbed it, and I just went and drank some. I thought it was the most disgusting thing. And up until I was like 15, I was like, I wonder what finally got that nasty moose milk from. Until finally, I was old enough to go in the liquor store. I saw a bottle there. It all just made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I always... When you're, when you're younger, some of the things that you drink. I remember one time, I was not very old, probably probably 15 still. It's probably the second time I got drunk. I remember I was trying to get Sheldon to drink with me, and he wouldn't. 
and I drank a whole bottle of strawberry tequila. Yeah, I remember that. Baja Rosa, and I ran around the house for about 15 minutes, had fun, and then I threw up everywhere. I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure that was because, like, a day or two before that, I was making Julian juice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was, like, 12 or 13, and mom had a little bit of everything, and she was gone for the weekend or something. <laughs> and instead of just taking a shot of whiskey or shot of rum, I just mixed it all into one cup. <laughs> and I drank everything except for that strawberry shit. And I didn't like <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You got uh, you run the Buick Outdoors page, and that's uh, that's your yes, baby? Sir. Yeah, yeah, Buick Outdoors. started that in 2019. I have, I think, 235. Five videos now, 35 podcasts, uh, brand ambassador for a couple of companies like Northbound Gear, Rampage Coffee, making sales on that, got an online store now. So I'm slowly branching out and I'm monetized on YouTube, making a couple bucks a day kind of a thing now. So I'm slowly turning my little uh, hobby into a career and hopefully one day I can do it full time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, I've been watching your stuff since the beginning, and uh, it kind of it inspired me to do all this. You know, yeah. I, I was like, man, does anybody want to watch me do shit around Macaroni Meadows? I don't know. Well, I've, I'm getting views, so somebody <laughs> wants to watch. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you know, I just did a video on on our ducks and chickens, and it's got I think twenty or thirty views. So, well, people are watching, and it's like you say, it's so it's it's fun. It's so much fun just to make plans or what you're doing and i love it well, yeah and the podcast is doing all right too so obviously they're listening so i mean can't go wrong there right no except you know, might see some drop off once i come on here now the bag oh <laughs> shit they brought the challenge on well that's the asshole from buick up there I finally got excited you and his own podcast yeah. now he's on this one yeah he's that is stack. <laughs> yeah that's true eh? oh yeah so uh we're just, uh, as you know, this podcast is about addiction and that's kind of our story getting sober and uh, our journey and what we're doing and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, did you know that we had such a bad problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. very obvious to me. Of course. <laughs> you were probably the only person that knew. Well, you also yeah. fucking lived with us for how many off and on for a lot of years, too, right? Yeah, and there was a lot of times, too, like you'd be out at Charlie Lake or whatever and you'd have your little bottle of whatever it was peppermint schnapps or whatever and next thing you know he's back at home like fuck when you drove like what are you doing oh yeah no big deal and it was just oh, like yeah. everyday thing for you it was like man this is this is getting out of hand yeah it's a recipe for a disaster it was insane some of the shit that i was doing it was well and then you'd go to work for whatever it was 20 30 days you come home and you wouldn't even unpack your bags you start getting drunk and then the next day you hop onto a plane, hung over shit, fly for 40 hours to Thailand, swap planes <laughs> four times, you get to Thailand, not even book into a hotel, go straight to the bar yeah. and start getting drunk again and then start looking for a hotel room. <laughs> and that's the fucking worst because when you fly for that long and you hit time change, you already feel like jacked up shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then when you fucking just start tying one on right after, like, oh, I don't even remember my first and second trip to Thailand. What's that got to tell you? Yeah, oh, like geez. that. I think that was kind of like your guys' 
peak though was when you're kind of traveling around honestly it was even was when we were traveling that. it was not even as bad as when we were home no really yeah, no because at home it was just so easy like yeah it were especially when i was like working from home and like drinking after work and going to work hungover all the time like oh my god and every night was something it was like it's wing night tuesday oh, yeah. like no that's cheap tequila at the brew house tuesday is what yeah. that is or it'd be like oh let's go play darts on thursday like nah let's go get drunk at this other fucking shit bowl <laughs> on thursday yeah yeah it was more of like i knew what restaurant to go every day of the week to like Get cheap drinks, basically. Yeah, and use it like Antler Ale yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. use it as an excuse, like, "Oh, it's wing night. We have to go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's crazy, like the changes now. It's I feel like a different person completely, and I feel like we're doing all the right things. And we kind of just did this podcast to get the message out because, man, we were I was like the worst, and if I can get my message out and show people that. Life is ten million times better just living sober and doing the doing the work all the time. It's amazing the changes. I have a good question for you, Sheldon. Mm. I think you might know this answer better than us. Uh, do you think your parents knew, especially your dad, that Blaine and I were fucking so far deep into no our shit? They had no idea because, like, especially now we live in a life of Instagram and Facebook. What you put up on there is what you see. Mm-hmm. So like if you're out at the bar, it's like, oh, they started drinking at the bar. Yeah, they're going to be drunk. Yeah. They didn't see that for five hours before. Five days. Yeah. <laughs> you were drinking, and then you went to the bar, and then you woke up in the morning with a gin and tonic or orange juice and vodka or whatever. You just it wasn't that party bad. Going kind of thing. We never drank in the mornings. At least I never did. I was too sick. I was too hour. sick. Yeah. yeah. Not from lack of fucking effort, but just like too sick <laughs> to drink in the next, to drink yeah. the next morning. Yeah. But unless somebody actually asks or they're there to actually see it firsthand, like yeah. everything's out of sight, out of mind. Like, plus, when you were around, you kept it under control. Mm-hmm. Like when we went to the ocean or something like that. Yeah, you weren't floor licking drunk, but you drank the whole time. Yeah, like <laughs> or when everybody, everyone, people weren't around, we were fucking up to our own no good, right? It's yeah, all, yeah. But even stuff like going to the ocean, like when you go fishing, mm-hmm. like. That's kind of like the number one rule, like in society. Going fishing, grab yeah. beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're drinking beer, steady when you're on the ocean boat, it's just you're fishing. That's mm-hmm. what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of everywhere. It's like super normalized to drink whatever you're doing, anything. It's like, oh, you want to go take a walk in the park? Oh, bring some booze. You want to go for a hike? Bring a drink. You want to go ice fishing? Bring your peppermint schnapps and hot mm-hmm. chocolate or yeah. your fireball. Yeah, it's so weird how society's like that. It's like if you're not if you're not drinking and getting fucked up, you're not gonna have a fun. That's yeah. kind of how it's portrayed. It's that's like the way I see it. One of the only ones that's normal to peer pressure you. Like if you say you don't want to drink, everyone's like, Are you sure? Why not? You're no fun, keep going. Whereas like no one says the same thing or think it's okay if it's like, Want some crystal meth? No, <laughs> ah, you're no fun. Yeah. You're such a square. Yeah. Are you yeah, sure? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, on the point of uh, addiction, I don't want to hit a sore spot or anything because I don't think you have a problem with alcohol or anything like that, but you don't drink very much. No. Like, barely, barely at all. I got bored of it. Yeah? Well, 
it's a good and bad thing because I think because he started drinking at such a young age. <laughs> yeah. Because like I was getting floor licking drunk when I was like thirteen. <laughs> yeah. But by the time I was seventeen, eighteen, I was already kind of bored of it. Mm-hmm. So when I got to eighteen and I could go to the bars in Alberta, I never made like that historical Fort St. John trip where you go to Grand Prairie for a weekend to go to the bar because it's like I've already been drunk, I've already done parties, I've already done the stupid shit. Yeah. I don't really need to do it. Then when I turned nineteen, it was like same thing and now i'm 30 and like if i get hung over like it kicks my ass for yeah. like two three days and then if i only have seven days off i like going outside i like doing my own thing so like mm-hmm. if i'm hung over i just sit on the couch i don't do nothing yeah and now you're so busy with all your buick outdoor stuff and just living life that when you're hung over you probably feel like it's a waste of a day oh yeah 100%. and i mean like that's part of your guys's motto is no waste of days yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to waste any of my fucking time no. sitting on the couch like if it's cold and snowy and shit I feel bad enough already Yeah. so if I was hung over on that one warm day that we had yeah. on my days off oh man I'm just going to be depressed and pissed off at yeah. myself Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Plus, okay. and then also it's one more thing you got to pack when I go out and like do an overnight <laughs> trip or something like mm-hmm. I already got bags of gear you know, sleeping bags, camera gear Cots, tents, dog food, whatever. And then on top of that, grab your flat of beer, your bottle of whiskey, and make sure you get your pop and all that shit. Like, uh, it, yeah. It's such a pain in the ass. It's just not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you are filming that content and you are fucking, you're, you know, you're making the conscious effort to pack all that shit, to put yourself out there, to spend your free time doing it. Who the fuck wants to do it hungover? Yeah. Right? Like, I sure as fuck don't. Same thing if you're watching somebody on YouTube, and, like, uh, there's a lot of kids that watch me, and they look up to me and stuff. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to see is in the back corner is, like, a 40 of Captain Morgans or yeah. Wisers, and be like, oh, well, Sheldon drinks, so, fuck. Mm-hmm. I might want to have a drink, too. It's like, no, kid, you don't want to do that. I'm like, but you do it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an adult thing, and I just don't want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only that, I feel like kids are subjected to it so much from TV, from their own family, their own parents. Like, fuck, why do you want to put that? Yeah, you don't need to put any more of that out into society without kids picking up on it. Yeah, watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> watch how many Budweiser commercials come up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're already subjected to it every day and, like, every commercial, too. It doesn't show the person drunk and hungover no. or the guy is washed up. It's good-looking, teenage, mid-age people. They're all having a good time. Everybody's smiling and happy and it's like it doesn't show any negative effects of alcohol like they really kind of i don't know hollywood it yeah i'd agree well it's weird how much it's so normal but it actually can turn bad really quick like how many kids i used to go to high school with who are getting alcohol poisoning in a field somewhere at like 15 16 years old that would be me hey i got woke up in a ballpark somebody's walking their dog through the park and yeah, we had to wake up, run like hell away from the cops, go into the ball diamonds, <laughs> hide from the cops, and go back asleep in the in the like pitcher's mound kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, make up a story, call mom, be like, oh, yeah, no, we're just having breakfast over at Buddy's house. Yeah, we're doing good. And I was like, did I sound hungover or still <laughs> drunk? No, no, you sounded good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Taking <laughs> those cigarettes and fucking old Captain Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> I remember being so hammered one time as a kid. I like I couldn't walk. I was with three or four friends, and I, remember, I was sitting on a steamroller at one point, and I fell out of it. 
I ended up, I tried to get back to my buddy's house and I just, I couldn't walk anymore. They ended up, they left me because I told them to. They left me in between two houses on like a walking trail. <laughs> I fell asleep there. I slept there till like, I don't know, six, seven in the morning, probably for like three hours. And I woke up just freezing and like, didn't know where I was. And I think I was like 16. I like, my God. And. The craziest thing is, is like the next weekend, I was like, where are we going partying tonight, boys? Like, yeah. woo, man, that was crazy last weekend. Do you remember when you and I first started dating and Sheldon wasn't very old? So we, he would, you would have been like, what, probably 14? Something. 15. Yeah. 14 or 15. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. We uh, had a little uh, get together at uh, somebody's house there. <laughs> and there may or may not be a picture that nobody can identify where it's been taken. And it's Sheldon with his fucking head <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. They were saying that that party was so funny because it wasn't big, like there was just a few close friends, but I remember a deck of cards got flung or something, and fuck, I was finding playing cards around the house for like, I don't know, months later. I remember a kid fell asleep with a dead Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stopped her Yeah, we won't name him, but that kid also fell asleep with the Martin (laughs) in a bed, and he might have pissed himself. (laughs) It wasn't me. It It wasn't me either. (laughs) I got punched in the head for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's so funny. Well, speaking of uh, a family, um, do you think... Addiction runs in family. Like, do you think it gets passed down? Uh, kinda. I don't believe it does. I, yeah, like, I think you're kind of, if you're around it more, you're mm-hmm. influenced by it. But it's not like a genetic code in your DNA, like, you have to drink. It's just yeah. like, oh, well, that's what so-and-so always did, and he's cool. Like, mm-hmm. Whatever, so and you just keep drinking, because, like, the older people in your family you always look up to them kind of thing, and... Whether they're your mom or your dad, your uncle, cousin, whatever. Like, if you idolize something, mm-hmm. you're going to do what they do. Yeah. There's been some studies that show that some have a genetic predisposition, but that doesn't mean, like, you're going to automatically start being addicted to it. But I you'll just it, have an easier time getting addicted and a harder time kicking things. Yeah. I think it, always, it does make you more prone to it. Like, I grew mm. up with a household of drinkers, and... That's probably why my first time I got drunk was with a sibling at fucking 12 or 13 years old. Like, it definitely exposes it to you earlier and as a normal thing. Yeah, it's whatever's normalized. Yeah. Absolutely. Smoking cigarettes. We come from a family of Mm -hmm. smokers and, like, grandma smoked, grandpa smoked back in the day before he quit. Dad smoked, Clayton smoked, I smoked, you smoked. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody just smoked cigarettes because it was just like, well, that's what we did. Yeah. Everywhere you go... You hop into the truck, you light a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Drive down the road, flick it out the window. Well, you know, we get the one-on-one, light another smoke. And it was just, yeah, you're around it constantly. And then if one person lights a cigarette, well, this person lights a cigarette. So it's just like watching people with alcohol. It's like, well, when we go fishing, like, we we bring beer. Yeah. Like, it just It's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I went fishing with Dad when I was sober, it was me, Dad, Wade, and uh, Mo. And uh, 
you know, they were, it's a guy's trip, you know, it's like you say, you bring beer and you fish, and I don't think they believed me that I wasn't drinking, because I was like, oh, no, I'm not drinking, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I mean, like, you're just saying that around court, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, then I get on the boat, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm good, I, I don't know what I had, coffee or whatever, and, uh, yeah, the whole time, they're like, oh, here, have a beer, I'm like, no, thanks, no, thanks, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a little awkward, but, you know, it's, like, they were just trying to be nice more than anything. I don't think yeah, like, they, like, they didn't realize. Well, they didn't yeah. realize, right? Because it's not like we were running through the fucking streets being like, I'm an alcoholic. Like, we weren't fucking bragging about it. We weren't putting it all over social media. It's mm. just one of those things. And because it is so normal and so accepted to just fucking crack open a beer and, like, on a perfect in a perfect world, a guy could just crack open one beer, drink it, and be done. But that's just not always the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I... I know, like, I can't drink alcohol, ever. I've told you before, I'm like, I wish that we could go hunting and after a day of hunting, we could sit around the fire and, you know, have a whiskey and then go to bed. But that's not me. I can't. Yeah. I can't just have one. It just, and it doesn't change, I don't think. It's, I still enjoy going and doing these things. I just, now I drink something else. Yeah. Now I remember them a little bit better, so that's kind of yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, and like I've always had like a bottle of whiskey in like my holiday tray the freezer, mm-hmm. but it's the same bottle for four years. <laughs> I've had like six drinks out of it to the yeah. point where like even the little bits of wood chips that were from like the oak barrel that I aged in mm-hmm. are settling to the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, it was more than four years. You had that before we started dating. Yeah, you said you had it for two years before we started dating. Yeah, and I drank like the neck out of it. Yeah, and that's funny because I've seen that whiskey bottle. It's on top of the fridge in your house, I think. No, it was in the trailer, and when we got rough, they took our bottle of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Drinks on me, boys. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, like I do the same thing. Like instead of coming back and then having a mix of whiskey and coke and stuff, like just drink the coke. I know because I would just have like one drink because yeah. it's just it's what we were growing up. Like that's what you did. Off, yeah. You have mm-hmm. a beer, you have a whiskey kind of thing. But it was like, but then like, what's the point of spending another forty, fifty bucks mm-hmm. before coming out just to have a drink? Like just just drink the goddamn pot. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Eh? <laughs> Yeah. It's like your the one bottle of wine that we have had in there since like last January that I think you've had like two tiny glasses of. Yeah, I cooked with it once. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like two sips while you're cooking with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I always hated wine. Oh, I used to love it. We used to get the cheap wine that was like the barefoot Moscato for like $7 a bottle (laughs) and just chug her and go. Yeah. I mean, I would do that too, but it was just to get drunk quick on. Yeah, cheap dollars. Even yeah. like two dollar or the was it two dollar liters there? Oh, the oh, two, the two liters. liters. Yeah. Oh, the growers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh there were six or seven bucks. And we'd yeah, go in buy like four or five. Oh yeah, almost had a gang thinking about yeah. those yeah. Yeah. boons. Yeah, who here has had a gnarly puke on the boons? Oh, everybody. Everybody <laughs> forgets. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's in shame. We're just like, yeah. There's yeah. a couple things I can't touch anymore from back in the day. Like I was just ending my like super hardcore drinking partying phase when I met Sheldon. And yeah. Got a little old lady who does nothing. <laughs> we used to go get those whiskey or the cheap coolers before we went to the bars, like oh, six oh, yeah. nights a week at least. Yeah. 
I know it's crazy when you're young how much like you seem to enjoy drinking. And I think it's just because, you know, you're young and that's what you do with your friends. And you're very social when you're in your early 20s, you know, and it's like freedom. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I was always told I'm not allowed to do this, so fuck it, I'm going to do it. And Well, yeah, and then growing up too, like even when you're like 16, it's like, hey, can I have a beer with dad? Well, most families are like, no, because you're not legal age yet. Mm-hmm. So then from the point that you want to start drinking, you're told no. Yeah. And then when you finally turn 19, you're like, fucking buck wild. Someone <laughs> left the gate open, boys. Yeah. And you just go for it. And yeah. then you get hooked, like, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then, yeah, you get into the whole bar scene, and it's just, oh, what a mess. Yeah. I just... remember, sorry to cut you off, Sheldon. I remember, literally, <laughs> my sister was fucking eight years older than me. My brother was six years older than me. I remember getting drunk at my sister's place while they were getting all fucking hurried up and putting on their hoorlure and all their shit and throwing their fucking whatever's on. Being like, fuck, I just cannot wait till I can fucking go to the bar. Like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to be bar stars. And like, looking back now, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And I carried that mentality till I turned 19 and then probably for another fucking half a decade into my 20s. One thing I find weird about like looking back on when I used to like bar hop and drink all the time is back then everyone used to tell their like drinking stories with like pride like you were it was a competition of who did the most like degenerate shit that night (laughs) and now half the time like I don't even want to tell people because I look back it's just like embarrassing it's like why did I think it was a good idea to like pass out at this stranger's house or like do whatever or one time I fucking Blaine I went out with another girl she had just had a baby and Blaine came and picked us both up he was sober surprisingly and we went to McDonald's, and somebody in the truck who wasn't the girl that I went with got out and decided to piss in the fucking drive through at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. We've all done some good stuff back in the day, back on the sauce. Yeah. The mixed sauce. It was weird, too, when, like, back then, too, it was always such a pride thing of, like, how much I can drink. Yeah, I was just saying that, too. I don't know if yeah. it's the same thing with women, but for guys, it's oh, yeah. like, I'm a man because I can drink a 2-6 by myself. Yeah. yeah. Where now, if I was still a drinker i'd be like man i am so happy it takes like half a mickey for me to get drunk (laughs) like it is a complete opposite and then people are like jealous of how much Mm -hmm. like how little it takes to get drunk now yeah that is it's such a weird or uh, like such a flex like oh i drew up fucking 600 bucks at the bar last night like you're a fucking loser actually yeah (laughs) Yeah. well you just wasted your money Buying mostly other people drinks right? <laughs> yeah. to try to like get them to like you or something. Like, what the fuck's the yeah. point of that? Well, and good for you because me as a female, I can go to the bar with forty dollars in my bra and come back with enough, get drunk, come back with enough to buy pizza the next day. So fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's usually, that like change, like fucking, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, fuck your six hundred bucks. I, I just got shit based off forty, and now I can buy a pizza. I used to get my after bar treats on the way home, except one time I stopped i woke up to like a 50 pack timbits in my bed but it was only the timbits i didn't like <laughs> <laughs> jelly yeah. filled yeah. just jelly all over the place like, oh yeah. no they were like close i woke up i was like ooh timbits i opened it i was like ah no <laughs> I fooled my, I myself <laughs> yeah. so when it came when it came time for us that we tried to stop drinking I, i'm not sure if you heard if i don't know if it's on one of the podcasts that's been released yet or not but I was talking about how we kind of, kind of relapsed like a lot because I kept, I tried, I tried to get sober like two or three years before I actually did. Mm-hmm. And in that two to three years, like I tried and I tried and I tried and it never fucking worked. And, uh, 
I just um, I just want to if anybody's listening that feels the same way, like they try and try and try, like just look at what we have here. We have two people that are doing content that are putting stuff out there and eventually it just ends up working. So just trying to push out the message to get everybody. If you're especially close friends and stuff that are still drinking and partying a lot, like just make some small changes in your life to try to get everything back on board and you can, you can do anything. I feel like I can accomplish anything now. Yeah. Well, even like making the small changes, like if you are one of those people that drink every time you go fishing, Mm -hmm. Every second trip, don't drink. Yeah. Or every third or every fourth or whatever. Like, everything's baby steps. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you're starting YouTubing and stuff like that. You're not going to go out and buy a $1,500 4K camera and microphones and setups and shit like that when you first start out. Yeah. Hell, even I don't have that. <laughs> and I have a couple hundred videos of it. Yeah. So, like, everything is baby steps and everything's just a small little mountain to climb and, mm-hmm. like, just put one step in front of the other and eventually you'll you'll make her instead of going thinking from where you are now to being sober mm-hmm. think about tomorrow think yeah. about next weekend next month six months from now a year from now and just mm-hmm. slowly make progress it's crazy you say that because there was one time i was talking to you and i think this was when we were just trying to sell our house and Basically, I came up with like what I wanted to do. I wanted to sell our house Fort St. John. I wanted to move to a farm. I wanted to get animals and chickens. And <laughs> I was, but remember, I was like, man, it's like, is this too much? Like, that's a lot. Like this, and you're like, it's two things. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you have to sell your house and buy a new one. Yeah. Like that's literally it. <laughs> and then ever since then, I'm like, that's right. Yeah. And you're like, dude, just get a piece of paper and write down what you need to do. Make a list. Make a list. Because I was like, one by one. I was overwhelmed with like all the work we had to do in our old house to get ready to sell. And you're like, just write it down and then do it. I'm like, man, that makes so much sense. And I wish I would have had that when I was trying to get sober because that would have made things so much easier. Yeah. Like if you simplify things, mm-hmm. your list gets smaller too. Yeah. Like if you want to sell your house, if you just write, sell the <laughs> fucking house. Yeah. Okay. Sell the house. Don't worry about you got to clean the house. You mm-hmm. got to vacuum. We got a mop. I have to do my dishes. I have yeah. to paint this room. I have to redo this trim. The, no. No. That's just anxiety. And now your list is yeah. 10 pages long and you're never going to start. Mm-hmm. If you just go sell the house. Yeah. Walk in the door be like, oh, I need to replace this trim. Okay. Write that down. Replace the trim. Mm-hmm. Next day, replace the fucking trim. Yeah. Day after that, walk in the house, take off your shoes, look at the trim, go, yeah, I did a good job. Go around the corner and go, oh, I need to do my dishes. Yeah. Write it down. Do my fucking dishes. Yeah. Wash your dishes and like just one thing at a time. Otherwise, it just, it's like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. It just grows and grows and grows to the point where like you don't know where to start. And yeah. then you just go, fuck it. Yeah. Not doing it too <laughs> yeah. much. I'm not selling my house. I'm comfortable where I am. And then you start making excuses yeah. on why you didn't simplify shit and yeah. just do it. Well, then you're betraying yourself when you do that, right? Because you know what you want to do. You know that where you're at, you're not happy and you need to change. And by fucking letting yourself get overwhelmed by just, you know, being like, ah, actually, no, I'll just stay where I'm not. I'm out where I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable anymore. I don't want to be here. Like, you're just betraying yourself by, Mm -hmm. you know, slinking back in the shadows and doing it that way. Yeah. And unfortunately, right now, too, in this day and age, you're like, everything is automatic. Yeah. Like, everything is 
quick recession. Like if it doesn't happen within an hour or a week or whatever, it's an automatic failure. Like nobody has this long timeline. Like Mm -hmm. if it takes you a year to sell your house, whatever. Yeah. You were there for another year. Get over it. Yeah. If it takes you a year to get sober, at least you got it done. Yeah. At least it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better than going, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then a year later you look back and go, shit, if I would have just ground it out and just stuck to my plan, Mm -hmm. I'd be sober by now. Yeah. Or whatever it is that you have planned Mm -hmm. in life. Like it just, just shut up and do it. Basically like I come off as a pretty rude and straightforward person sometimes, but every once in a while you, you need that kick in the ass. You need that Sheldon voice saying, shut the fuck up and make a goddamn list and do your fucking list. Right? Do the work. <laughs> yeah, I find a lot of people, it all comes down to, getting sober all comes down to you. Yeah. It's not, Courtney's not going to get me sober, <laughs> you're not going to get me sober. Like, you're going to support me, and I'm glad I have such a good support system, but I fucking got sober. Yeah. And oh. that's the only person that can get you sober is you. And it's funny that you mentioned how, like, you're like, oh, I tried, like, two or three times to get sober. So that's one thing. I was so deep in my own shit, and our communication obviously wasn't good enough for me to know. I had no idea that you had tried previous times to get drunk. Or, sorry, to not get drunk, to get sober. <laughs> I had no idea that you had tried two or three times. Two or three years. Sorry, two or three <laughs> years. I had no idea of that because I was caught up in my own shit. All I was seeing was the fucking fun lady Courtney from whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's another thing too. Had we been more open in like communicating, like mm-hmm. it would have been so much easier to fucking both get on board to both make that progression. Had I not had my head fucking buried in the sand and had not me not knowing that you were like, no, we need to fucking get sober. Like I had no idea. I thought yeah. originally when we first got sober, it was me putting this fucking card on the table. Mm-hmm. Had we had these conversations and did this, we could have been <coughs> years ahead of where we are now. Yeah, probably. But, but divine timing. Everything is always on time. It is, but it's just something to like consider when you are getting sober and whatnot. Fucking talk to your people, man. It's so hard to, to be, when you're stuck in addiction, it's so hard to be honest. No. Like yes. I wasn't honest with anybody. I wasn't honest with you, you, nobody. You weren't even honest. I wasn't even honest with myself. <laughs> you weren't even honest with <laughs> yourself. It's hard to be honest yeah. to everyone else when you don't really want to admit to yourself how bad yeah. it's gotten. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to like say you have a problem. Yeah. So it was like the hardest thing. But once is you like actually do and you admit to yourself, it's like, oh, what a weight off your shoulders. It's like Okay, I have a problem. Then it's like, say, make a plan. What the fuck am I going to do about it? Yeah. Figure it out. Then get after it. Exactly. The moment you know know that you want better for yourself, your fucking perception switches. Yeah. You're like, no, like, I want fucking better. I will do better. You're in a completely different fucking better. You're in a different ball court and you're on your way to fucking get to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, then sometimes, too, like, you need certain, uh, what do you want to call it? You need certain reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you're a person that just wants to use, like, greed. Yeah. Every time you want to get drunk, just think how much money I spent tonight. Mm-hmm. Pull it out of your savings account. Yeah. Put it into your checkings account. And pretty soon you'll realize, like, I'm drinking a truck payment away. You're like, holy shit. Like, I would have went to the bar tonight and spent yeah. 400 bucks. On my, uh, I have the sober app. And, like, I put in, like, an average of what I was spending a week. And I'm over, like... 50 some thousand dollars so like, like this house is free yeah because you're not drinking 
Yeah. You're making a mortgage payment. Easily. Well, that's just <laughs> it. Like, we have separate accounts. That's not even, I haven't even tallied the shit that I fucking spent on booze as well. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that would look like. I'm scared. Honestly, go that far back. Yeah. yeah, that's just on his shit. He's the only one keeping track of that. Yeah, so if you put that in perspective, you got the house for free, mm-hmm. and she's paying for your truck. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, and you haven't had to change anything other than not drink. No, and you know what? One of the coolest thing is, is I have money stat like put away, which I never did before. I never had savings. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I've been off work for almost a month. It'll be a month on like Sunday. I still have money in my account from when I got paid last, like a month ago. Yeah, like it's crazy. <laughs> You just have to like, okay, well, I'm not going to work for a month, so I'll just save it. And it's like, okay, and it's easy. Had, and he's had opportunities to go to work, too. He's been asked. He's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I have. <laughs> he's been asked. Yeah, yeah but I'm like, like, ah, I got to do some podcasts here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my business up and going here. Yeah. Get some more views. He's going to hang out with his wife. He's going to hang out with me. Yeah. With the dog. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, the only other thing I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, do you think people can get sober without AA? Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Well, I have, so. <laughs> we, we have, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, bad melt AA, but it's just, there's too much religion, I find, in it. Even though they say, like, you can, your higher power can doesn't have to be God or whatever, but it's just too much connected to the church for me to... It helps yeah. some people. It does. It does. Yeah. And, it, and it, it definitely isn't, um, I mean, if do whatever the fuck you gotta do. If you gotta fucking get on your hands and knees and fucking, you know, climb the fucking Taylor Hill, you do whatever the fuck you gotta do to get yourself sober and to stay sober. Yeah. So well, I know for me, the last thing that would get me sober is sitting in a room listening about, like, super sad stories and then a bunch of Jesus stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the foundation of AA is great. And mm-hmm. it's what we just talked about. Yeah. Make your fucking list, get your support, mm-hmm. and then get after it. Yeah. It's 12-step program. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll make up a list of 12 fucking things. Yeah. Don't drink tomorrow. Step two. Next time you go fishing, only bring six beer into that 12. Yeah. Like, whatever it is. Like, you don't have to cut it out bone dry right now. Mm-hmm. Just start by drinking less and then yeah. drink less often. And then eventually it will work out as long as you want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't care if your mom, brother, sister, cousin, wife, once you get sober, if you don't want to get sober, like that, that's on you. Yeah, that's true. I find like the 12 step, I, I had a blue book once upon a time. I, a friend gave it to me and I ended up giving it back to him, but I, I can't even remember what the steps were, but I just, I kind of feel like I'm already doing some of the steps probably in my own way, just by journaling and by doing this podcast and getting the message out. Cause I do, I want, I want to help people that were stuck in this shit that I was stuck in. Yeah. And this is the way that I feel I know how to, just to talk about it, get the story out, and then hopefully that'll help people, I think. Well, yeah. and you're healing, right? And it's contagious. It really is. When you heal, you want the people around you to heal. You want other people to fucking get to where you're at. Because you remember what it's like to be stuck in that slump, and nobody fucking likes that. I know it's not a good place to be for anybody. So it's like the farther we get in our journey and the more we're open about it, I feel like the more it's going to help other people fucking heal and then they can help other people. And like, it just, you know, it's a good, it's a good thing to get into. And it's honestly, it's so rewarding. 
Yeah. Well, plus, you guys do it in such like a raw, realistic way. Like you don't really sugarcoat or beat around the bush. You're just like, this is how it is. This is how it is now. This is kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah. Just like just say it straight. Yeah. Or I, like for a lot of people too, like they need a reason to get sober. If they're like, well, I want to get sober because you know my mom doesn't like me drinking. Mm-hmm. Really, like. That's not coming from you. That's coming from your mom. That's your mom. mother, yeah. That's yeah. your like, mom. That's... Like, that's why I kept saying something about, like, greed or something like that. You want 500 bucks? Fuck yeah. Okay, don't drink for a week. Yeah. I always quit <laughs> drinking because I fucking woke up one day so sick and so hungover and so anxiety-ridden. I fucking said that day, like, I never feel like this again. Yeah. And that was reason enough for me. And fuck, two years later, I have not felt like that again, and I'll never feel like that again. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I was never much of a heavy drinker. But even now, I I just I very very rarely drink, and like my reason not to drink because I don't like hangovers. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah, it's just hangovers suck. I don't like it. Mm. Plus, yeah. I don't like bringing extra shit when I already got a bunch of stuff with me. So it's like, eh, I just don't need it. Plus, at the end of the day, if I grab a nice tall glass of like cold iced tea, mm-hmm. it tastes way better than beer. Like yeah. beer never tasted good. No. Like, if you had a good beer, it was good for beer. Yeah. It was never like, oh, this is nice and sweet and savory. No. It was dirty, nasty beer. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> fucking swale in the bottom. Like, you used to drink, like, and I was never a big beer drinker, but I drank, like, half a beer, and, like, I can fucking buckle my pants and be so bloated. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, this was uh, episode seven of the No Wasted Days podcast. Once again, we had our guest here, my brother Sheldon Marion with Buick Outdoors. You betcha. You can check him out. He's on everything. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. He's got a podcast out there. Check him out. Yeah. Get after it, boys. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.